Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I'm not being facetious. I, uh, um, anyway. Not being facetious. Yeah, I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It's October 3rd, 2023. And oh my God, he continues to break down, but we continue to build up. We're live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and locals. Share, subscribe, tap that notification bell. And uh, yes, sorry to our locals members that we did not have the post game show yesterday. I had to jump onto Megan Kelly's show. <laughs> that could have sounded weird. Had to jump onto Megyn Kelly's show immediately after, and then the day went a little haywire. I will make it up for you fine people today at rubenreport.locals.com. And the theme today is rules for thee, but not for me. That seems to be what is happening, and more and more people are seeing it, that sort of asymmetry, depending on what side of the political aisle you're on. Basically, if you're a Democrat, if you're a lefty or a liberal, you get what I call Democrat privilege, which is basically that you can break the law, you can destroy every norm, you can say whatever you want, et cetera, et cetera, and you can get away with it. And if you're one of the scary, let's say, conservatives or libertarians or just an apolitical person who's been mugged by reality, just not a woke leftist, basically, uh, they're going to come and get you. So we're going to frame this with a, a couple stories that are on everyone's mind at the moment. Obviously, Trump and the case that's going on in New York where now they're going after his businesses and the whole thing is just complete and utter nonsense. And you guys know I have hit Trump when I think it's appropriate, but I have no problem whatsoever. Actually, I'm proud to do it. I'm proud to defend the guy when he's, when he is, uh, when he should be defended. Uh, of course, obviously, I wish we had more people that were calling balls and strikes, honestly, uh, but I have no problem doing that. So I'm going to offer Donald Trump quite a defense today. Uh, we're also going to compare uh, the way Donald Trump's being treated versus the way Hunter Biden's being treated. Uh, we don't have to get into too much of that. You guys know how they've uh, let Hunter Biden slide. And then, of course, Jamal Bauman, this, uh, this congressman from New York who pulled a fire alarm to open a door. First time that's ever happened in history. Uh, you know that he's going to get away with it, too, and the media is running cover for him. Uh, but I will couch all of that within uh, the fact, I would say the simple fact, and we're going to play a couple clips from Tucker Carlson, uh, that we are kind of in trouble. It, it feels like everything is sort of shaking. There, I know there's infighting on the right. There's the, well, there's the infighting on the right, the sort of Trump-DeSantis infighting. Now there's the Gates-McCarthy infighting. There's the just endless onslaught of nonsense from the left and the security state and big tech, all of this stuff. But I do think there's a way out. And we are gonna share that with you at the end. Before we get to it though, let's talk about Moinkbox. You guys know that 60% of US pork production comes from one company owned by the Chinese. And their hogs are given something called ractopamine which is banned in 160 countries, including China, yet you find it in your grocery aisle every day. 
Guys, there's a better way. I want to tell you about Moink. That is Moo plus Oink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Moink farmers farm like our grandparents did. And as a result, Moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm does it better. The Moink difference is a difference you can taste and you can feel good knowing you're helping family farms stay financially independent as well. You choose the meat delivered in every box like ribeyes to chicken breasts to pork chops to salmon fillets and much more. Plus you can cancel anytime. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted and they guarantee you'll say oink oink I'm just so happy I got moinked. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Ruben right now. And listeners of this show get free ground beef for a year. That's one of the best ground beef you'll ever taste. But for a limited time, moinkbox.com slash Ruben, moinkbox.com slash Ruben. And now back to me. Okay, so let's just dive in because we got a we got a dense, dense Tuesday show for you. I promise you that much. Uh, Tucker Carlson, who now is doing his show on X, which I guess used to be known as Twitter or it's Twitter slash X or X slash Twitter, whatever it is, Tucker is doing his new show from home, kind of doing the Dave Rubin model of all this, doesn't need Fox News anymore, and he is unleashed. Uh, he has gone out of his way to say whatever he wants and people are responding to it. Uh, here he is detailing uh, this Trump civil trial. So this is the Trump trial related to his business practices and New York State is basically trying to make sure that Trump and the Trump businesses can no longer operate there uh, Tucker had a good take on that. Liberals have decided to strip Donald Trump's name from the ballot in states across the country. Trump is the front runner in the presidential race. He's currently beating Joe Biden in the polls. Yet liberals have decided that you should not be allowed to elect him president. That's not democracy. It's the opposite. It's totalitarianism. Just this morning, Donald Trump appeared in court in New York in a civil case brought by the state's attorney general that was designed explicitly to keep him out of the White House. That case is part of a larger legal barrage against Trump that so far includes a total of 91 felony counts, every one of them politically motivated. But today's civil case is especially absurd. In fact, it's hard to overstate its ridiculousness. In sum, Trump stands accused of inflating the value of collateral used to secure loans, loans that he has already paid back with interest. For this non-crime, Trump and his children are in the process of losing their homes and their businesses. This is not a legal proceeding. This is a grotesque parody of the system that our forefathers created, the fairest in the world, that in the years since has been seized by power worshipers like Arthur and Gorin. There, there is so much here. Okay, so first off, if the system, most people... Right, even the people that are that have turned on Trump for one degree or another, or frustrated with him related to DeSantis or anything else, they view the attacks on Trump and the endless court cases, the federal court cases, the civil court cases, et cetera. They view it clearly as a way to just destroy this guy, right? Destroy the movement behind him. And the odd thing about it is, if really the goal here by the system was to ensure that Donald Trump does not run for president or is too sidetracked or confused or just doesn't have the, the energy to run for president because he's dealing with all these civil and criminal trials and everything else, you would think you'd at least leave him with his businesses. So this New York one, as Tucker points out, is completely ridiculous. Like if you don't want, if you want to get the guy on classified documents and this and that and the other thing, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying like, that's one way they're going after him. 
the least you would do is say to him, hey, at least you can run your businesses the way you've always run them. But now they're going after him for inflating property values, inflating collateral on loans, as Tucker pointed out, that he's already paid back, okay? Also, by the way, the idea that you can just like inflate property values and get endless loans is a little bit nuts. There are things called appraisers, right? Most of you, anyone who's ever bought a house and you have to get a loan on the house, it's 101. Like you don't just, nobody just magically makes up the number of the house, the guy selling it, nor the guy buying the house, right? You get an appraiser to come in. He looks at the value of the house. He sees what the house, is it old? Is it new? How's the roof? What are the neighbors like? What's the neighborhood like? What's the market at right now? What are the comps, et cetera, et cetera. So the idea that Trump could just go in and just be like, oh, this thing's worth anything and I'm just gonna get the loan for this, blah, blah, blah. But all of that being said, he already paid back the loans with interest. Okay, I also wanna address one other thing that Tucker hit up top where uh, he said that liberals are trying to remove uh, Trump from the ballot if he becomes the nominee. Uh, right now in Colorado, New Hampshire, Michigan, and Arizona, there are there are fights in all of those states related to doing that uh, if he is the nominee. So, so we will see about that. Anyway, it's just another example of the system going after him. Anyway, if you wanna see a little bit more of the absurdity of what's going on here, uh, there was a camera in the courtroom yesterday, and check this out. The video is from was aired on Fox News. Uh, this is Trump in court, and you're gonna see the guy turn around and uh, just check out Judge Arthur F. Engeron at the end of this thing. ...to be, or would they just be simply ushered out when we're gaveled to order? Well, these, uh, they, you're more likely to have cameras in state proceedings, and so it's up to the discretion of the uh, judge. Uh, and quite frankly, I'm not too sure that both parties would want this. Uh, I think that Trump views this, uh, the optics of this, as working to his advantage. Look, people looking at this live picture right now uh, will be either filled with rage or they will be thrilled. And that's the problem, is that, you know, you have James now being sh shown in the background, you've got Trump in the foreground, and it fulfills the narrative on both sides. Oh. Well, look at me. Did you get the selfie? Let's filter that thing. Um, the whole thing is absurd. The, the analyst there made a good point. Th this is really all about optics. You know, Trump being there, uh, there is not one Trump base person, or it's not just it's not just hardcore Trump MAGA base people. There's not someone who roughly supports Trump who's looking at this thing like, now they got him. This is the one they got him on, overinflating the price on a property that he paid the loan back on, right? It's just so absolutely absurd. Now, there might be some people, you know, there's the endlessly obsessed with destroying people type people, uh, destroying Trump type people. There's the endless TDS type people that just love more and more of this, but those people have kind of maxed out too, right? Doesn't it feel like we've kind of maxed out the ride or die, the man can do no wrong. And we've also maxed out the, my God, he is the devil incarnate people. And it's everyone else in the middle that's trying to make some sense of this. Uh, but here's Trump after the initial hearing, uh, talking about sort of the general absurdity of the charges against him. Well, I think that was very good. That last five minutes was outstanding because the judge essentially conceded that the statute of limitations that uh, we won at the Court of Appeals is in effect. Therefore, about 80 percent of the case is over. I was going to come out and say that, as you know, we're not entitled to a jury, which is pretty unusual in the United States of America. So. 
think it's very unfair that I don't have a jury, but. All right, so what you got right there was the best and worst of Trump at the exact same time, because you got the best in that he's fighting for himself. More people are watching that. They kind of see the judge, you know, and they just see the farce of the whole thing. But then what Trump said at the end right there was completely not true. And I don't know if he didn't know it was true or he was lying or he's about to fire his lawyer because it is not the case that Trump wasn't getting a jury because the judge decided something. Trump's own lawyer forgot to fill out the form. He forgot to put a check mark in a box and that's why they are not getting the jury. We've got some info here from the Business Insider. Trump isn't getting a jury in his 250 million civil fraud trial because his lawyers failed to ask for one. Former President Donald Trump was entitled to receive a jury trial in the New York civil fraud case. And while he himself wanted a trial by jury, his attorneys didn't correctly fill out court paperwork, okay? It was literally a box that had to be checked. So now you might wonder here, maybe this is exactly what Trump wanted. Uh, he might've wanted it so that everyone could point to the judge at the end of this thing and be like, that guy just had it out for Trump. So in some way, Trump's saying he wanted a, a jury trial, but actually he didn't because it'll be very easy if this thing goes through and it's all on one man to take him out. Trump will have all of his fire pointed on this one guy. On the other hand, if he really did want a jury trial and his lawyer literally, you can find it online, like if they did not check the box on the form and it was as simple as that, you gotta fire that lawyer. Uh, this goes to something that I think Trump is has long struggled with, which is that because of the way he has turned on so many of the people, look at virtually everybody from the last administration, right? Kayleigh McEnany on down, virtually everybody, right? Is an idiot and a bird brain and a moron and a sellout and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you, can't, you don't get the best of the best working for you. So it is, I suppose, possible that his lawyer literally forgot to fill out the form and he did not know it when he said that, or he actually does kind of want this to happen. Anyway, he continued, uh, and I completely agree with uh, what he's saying here about that this thing really is just uh, a witch hunt. So very simply put, it's a witch hunt. It's a disgrace. We have a corrupt attorney general in this state. You see how she does? This trial was railroaded and fast-tracked. This trial could have been brought years ago, but they waited till I was right in the middle of my campaign. The same with other trials and indictments. It's all run by DOJ, which is corrupt in Washington. Look, he's completely right about that, the timing of this, in that most of the statute of limitations on this has passed. These are old business practices. He's less personally involved in the business, obviously, than he used to be post-presidency and all that. Also, the businesses aren't as robust as they used to be. I mean, I would love to know, and I don't know if anyone's done some full research on this, like a full audit of the Trump organization. I, I don't know that it's for public consumption per se, but like how, how much money are these companies making? Are the hotels really doing well at this point? The golf courses, the properties, et cetera, et cetera. Like they're going after him obviously purely for political purposes. He links that up not only to obviously the judge and all and the corruption in New York, but all the way up to the Attorney General Merrick Garland. And Merrick Garland was on 60 Minutes, and 60 Minutes, as I as Megan Kelly pointed out when I was on her show yesterday, it ain't what it used to be. Uh, and they asked Merrick Garland if he's uh, personally involved in taking down Donald Trump. You are not in communication with the president or any member of his administration with regard to the investigation of former President Trump. No, I am not. If President Biden asked you 
to take action with regard to the Trump investigation, what would your reaction be? I am sure that that will not happen. Oh, it's such an idiotic question. Do you see how the mainstream media is so in bed with the Democrats? Scott Pelley there is basically doing the work for him. And then he just has to say, you wouldn't do anything like that, like look into Trump in a weird way or exert any influence or have any contact with the Biden administration to do any weird stuff about the guy that might run against your boss for president, would you? And Merrick's like, no. Thanks for asking the question, dude. Like, it's just so insane. But this is the way the mainstream media frames things. And we know, of course, if it was the other way around, they would be framing it completely oppositely. Uh, so let's go on to another uh, trial, kind of non-trial, Department of Justice, what the hell's going on here situation. And of course, that involves Hunter Biden. Uh, this is video, uh, well, it's from the same interview on 60 Minutes, uh, and Scott Pelley asked if Merrick Garland has influenced the Department of Justice in any way, or if the Biden administration has influenced him in any way as it comes to the Hunter Biden uh, investigation. You're not going to believe his answer. It blew me. It, it just, it's going to blow you out of your chair. Watch out. Hold on. You are not participating in those decisions. No, Mr. Weiss is making those decisions. The White House is not attempting to influence those decisions. Absolutely not. Great job, Scott Kelly. You wouldn't do that, would you? You would have no influence over the... He's telling him what the answer is. As if the Attorney General... Imagine if the Attorney General was doing something. The Attorney General was one way or another, like leading an investigation or secretly talking to Biden or, you know, secretly talking to Biden to get rid of Trump or secretly talking to Biden to let Hunter off. You think he'd be sit on an interview and be like, yes, actually, you know, it's so funny you asked that question because I have been doing that sort of thing. And there is this asymmetry in justice. I have been doing it. And I just waiting. I was just waiting for somebody to say something to me. It's so idiotically stupid. Uh, it shouldn't be noted that, of course, Joe Biden appointed Merrick Garland. Now, that doesn't, that in and of, of itself does not imply uh, guilt necessarily related to the job he is doing, but it's just worth noting. Uh, anyway, we've got a little bit more uh, from the Daily Wire on what's going on at the Department of Justice at the moment. Uh, the Department of Justice indicated that special counsel David Weiss will soon be allowed to testify to Congress about his investigation of Hunter Biden, the son of the president. Assistant Attorney General Carlos Uriate sent a letter on Friday telling the House Judiciary Committee that the DOJ reaffirms its commitment to make Weiss available to appear in the near term and offered to make the U.S. attorneys in California and Washington, D.C. available for testimony. The Department of Justice previously said in July that it was prepared to, lay, uh, to let Weiss testify, but then a plea deal in the case fell apart. After the plea deal collapsed under scrutiny from a judge, Attorney General Merrick Garland granted Weiss special counsel in August, giving the U.S. attorney broader authority to bring charges outside his own district. Now, what, of course, is this all about? This is about the Hunter Biden laptop. This is about whether Joe Biden, as vice president, and really even before vice president, was in essence selling influence, selling access. Was he helping people who did not deserve to have jobs, say his crackhead son, get jobs at places like Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company? And was he getting payouts for that, right? That's what this is really about. Now I want to flash back to Good Morning America back in 2019. They asked Hunter Biden if he had the qualifications to have that job at Burisma. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? 
I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. How would I know? I was smoking crack. I didn't know what was going on. You have to understand, he had no qualifications, zero qualifications in energy, in Ukrainian energy, in international relations. He was a crackhead. Okay? And I'm sure there's some functional crackheads out there. I think most of them are Democrats in Congress right now. Okay? But he, he's, he's saying it. No, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Why would I get this job? Why else would you get the job? Have any of you worked for a Ukrainian energy company? Nobody in here has worked for an Ukrainian energy. I never get a call for you from a Ukrainian energy company. I'm probably more qualified and I'm not smoking crack. Maybe that's why I'm not getting the gig. Uh, anyway, in that interview, he continued, uh, Hunter, to say that really what this was about, it wasn't about him. It wasn't about the crack and the laptop and giving money to the big guy and peddling influence and firing attorney generals in Ukraine and any of that kind of stuff for prosecutors in Ukraine. It wasn't about that. It was about Rudy Giuliani. Remember Rudy, it was about Rudy and a conspiracy to get Hunter. Do you regret being on the board to begin with? No, I don't regret being on the board. What I regret is not taking into account that there would be a Rudy Giuliani um, and, a, um, and a president of the United States that would be listening to this, this ridiculous conspiracy idea, which has, again, been completely debunked by every. No, it hasn't been debunked. It's been bunked. That doesn't really make sense, does it? If something's debunked, then is bunk the opposite? It doesn't sound right. Bunk is the right way? It was bunked, like it's true. It doesn't really make sense though. You wouldn't say that's been, well, you get the point, guys. It has not been debunked, the conspiracy theory. It turned out not to be a conspiracy theory and it was not debunked. It was bunked. Nobody has to look into that. That doesn't really make sense. They have debunked the debunking. I guess that much would be true. Uh, but the point is, oh, he's like, I, the one thing I regret is that Rudy said, made up some shit. But of course, Rudy didn't make up some shit related to the Hunter Biden laptop. He actually did not. He was willing to swear under oath. The Department of Justice didn't even want to, when he was trying to give them the laptop, they didn't even want to look at it because they knew it was legit. And if it was in their hands, they were going to be in a whole bunch of trouble. And by they, I mean the Biden family. But let's just look at how Hunter Biden is treated versus how Rudy Giuliani is treated. As you know, Hunter Biden is now invited to the White House. He got all new brand new teeth because I guess when you're smoking crack, your teeth rot away, so they gave him new teeth. He's selling his paintings for 500 grand a pop. He is a shitty, shitty ass artist, but money laundering is the easiest to do via art, right? Because art is completely subjective. So we're selling this. 25 G's. We're, se we're selling this tonight. Here. There you go. Dave Rubin signed. 25 G's. That would be a great way to launder money, right? If you wanted to give me money, but you needed to do it outside of the system so that I could do a favor for you using my influence, bada bing, you got a Dave Rubin original right there. Okay, here, we're going to send this to one of the locals members after the show. Um, but they treat Hunter very differently, right? He's now making a shit ton of money selling his shitty ass artwork. And what did they do to Rudy? Well, Rudy, uh, you may remember this. I mean, this is a really depressing uh, picture to look at. Rudy Giuliani, uh, I had interviewed him. That was a little, uh, just right before that, because I think this happened in August. And I had interviewed him uh, right before I went off the grid in July. And Rudy, who is such a, a hero uh, related to 9-11 and everything else, and you can think what you want of him and all of the stuff. Uh, but. The, that was obviously was not directly related to the Hunter Biden laptop. That was related to election denial and everything else. But the point is you get it. There is one set of rules if you are a Democrat, Democrat privilege, and there is one set of rules for everybody else. Uh, but let's continue with that because uh, Merrick Garland continued 
Uh, and uh, this is another, he, this guy's deep. Remember Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy on Saturday Night Live? They should do Deep Thoughts with Merrick Garland because here he is saying that, no, sure, it, it appears that they're, you know, deeply corrupt and politicized, but don't, don't worry. Why would you worry about that? Huh? We do not have one rule for Republicans and another rule for Democrats. We don't have one rule for foes and another for friends. We don't have one rule for the powerful and another for the powerless, for the rich or for the poor. Oh, we just act like it, but we don't have the, it's not like we wrote those rules down. It's just how we behave. Duh. I mean, this interview was so brain-numbingly ridiculous. It was just insane. But that is interesting that he's saying that. We don't have one rule for these people and another rule for these people. We treat everybody exactly the same. Uh, of course, in reality, you all know that that's completely untrue. How did the Department of Justice treat high-profile Republicans uh, with regard to January 6th? Check out this headline from Daily Wire. Uh, guy who wasn't even at Capitol on January 6th get 22 years in prison. They are referring to, uh, what's his name, Enrique Tario, who is the head of the Proud Boys. He was not even at the events of January 6th, and he got 22 years in prison. Do you think that maybe, without even unpacking anything else about the events of January 6th, and whether the feds were involved or anything else, do you think that maybe that was a little bit politicized? Do you think the Department of Justice maybe treated the people of January 6th a little bit different than say the BLM and Antifa rioters who were burning down stores and you know committing arson and destroying property and killing people. I mean, at least one police officer was killed, et cetera, et cetera. So I think you see the asymmetry here. Uh, but let's go a little further with the asymmetry because we didn't cover this one yesterday and it's an important story. It's an important story that perhaps is the best illustration of Democrat privilege that I could possibly ever give you because a Democrat did something illegal at the US Capitol and I think he deserves 22 years in prison just like that proud boy guy who wasn't even at the Capitol because that would be sort of an equal application of justice. Here we have a tweet here uh, from a, politi a political reporter named Olivia Beavers. Uh, news, Re Representative Jamal Bowman, Democrat from New York, was caught on camera pulling the cannon fire alarm of head, ahead of his this motion to adjourn the vote as Democrats tried to delay the CR vote. Multiple sources tell me we have reached out to him for comment. We haven't reviewed the footage ourselves. Well, hallelujah, Olivia, you are in luck, lady, because there are cameras at the Capitol and hot diggity dog. They took a picture of Jamal Bowman pulling the fire alarm. Uh, no one else in the history of the world has ever pulled a fire alarm to open a door. Uh, it says in case of emergency only, and you pull the fire alarm. You're not gonna believe this, and, and I'm not a scientician, but I've been around the block. When you pull a fire alarm, the fire alarm goes off. It doesn't open a door, it doesn't open a window, it doesn't flush a toilet, it just turns on the fire alarm. That's how it works. But. Bowman is a Democrat and he will skate by, so uh, here he is explaining what he thought was happening. You know, I don't know why this has gotten so much attention. I was literally just in a rush to go vote, man. That's all it was. Mm -hmm. Are you afraid of any repercussions, either from leadership or from legally, from Capitol Police? I, I mean, listen, I take responsibility for what I did, you know, but like I said, I was in a rush to go vote, and, uh, you know, the investigation will, will, will sort everything else out. Uh, have you talked to Jeffries about it? Oh, yeah, of course. That's day one. Yes. How was that conversation? Well, I got to keep that between me and the leader, so I'm not going to share that publicly. Yo, bro. I was in a rush, man. Sure, I pulled a fire alarm that had nothing to do with opening the door or anything. I was just in a rush trying to do my job, motherfucker. 
I mean, it's just so ridiculous. But nothing will happen to him. Nothing will happen to him. And by the way, I, like I'm not for throwing the guy in jail, but like something should happen, right? It's the endless hypocrisy. Imagine if one of those insurrectionist, far-right Republicans, uh, imagine if Lauren Boebert, who enjoys getting her boob squeezed, had pulled a fire alarm to open a door. These people would be running with this endlessly. You guys get the asymmetry, and I, I, I know that it doesn't just flip by us exposing it, but I think it is worth noting. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about how the media covers for these people, because it's not just that they can do all these things. The only reason that they can do it and get away with it is because there's an entire media apparatus, a corporate media apparatus that is in place to make sure they can get away with this stuff. Here is video of the televised mental institution known as MSNBC, a woman by the name of Jasmine Vuzigan. Uh, here she is defending Jamal there are some reports that began to emerge about Representative Bowman, who was um, seen pulling some sort of fire alarm um, in the Cannon House office building earlier today. We got a statement on that um, saying Congressman Bowman did not realize he would trigger a building alarm as he was rushing to make an urgent vote. The Congressman regrets any um, confusion, just to clarify some things on that, because I know there was. Reports are beginning to emerge. No, there's a picture of it, lady. Reports are, be it's, it already sounds, it couldn't quite be true. Reports are beginning to emerge, but who knows about reports? Those are scary things. And then some sort of fire alarm. How many types of fire alarms can you think of? It's kind of the standard, the red box and with the thing and you pull it, like that's the one. Yeah, and that's the one that he pulled. Some sort of fire, he didn't know what he was, he had no idea what he was doing. It was a red thing and it said fire alarm on it. It was some sort of something or other. Anyway, you see the way they run. And then, of course, she reads the statement because what she really is, is a press agent, right? She's in PR, public relations, for the Democrat Party. She's not there to, obviously, she's on MSNBC. She's not there to report the news. But speaking of people that are not there to report the news, Connor. Yeah, we're going to The View, ladies and gentlemen. Here is Whoopi Goldberg explaining that she would have done the same thing. If you're not sure, then... Put it up for find out what it was, and as opposed to just saying, you know, you did this to do that. Because when you, people pull stunts, I tend to think that they they may be more full of it than than he is. <laughs> you know, people who pull this kind of stunt who say, and you only have three minutes to read it. I kind of think, oh, all right, well maybe, because I know I would have pressed everything if you told me I had to get in there. I would have pressed whatever I had to press, to get the door to open, because I knew you would expect me not to be there to vote. So you don't know. We'll be right back. Whoopi, you, you, you dullard. Um, even if everything you just said there is true, and I think we can mostly agree that they've rushed these things through and nobody reads them, and Nancy Pelosi, remember Nancy Pelosi, we have to pass the bill so we can find out what's in it. Even if all of that was true, a fire alarm doesn't open a door. There's no connection. There's no electronic connection between the fire alarm and the door. I would have been pulling everything to open that door. All right, none of those things work. Here's Sonny Huston. And I, I don't want to call it a stunt yet. There's going to be an investigation. <laughs> I know Jamal. And so again, I'm a little biased, but the doors that are normally open so that he could get to the chambers to read were somehow miraculously closed. How did that happen? And so yes, sometimes you're freaking well, out and you're it, in an elevator and you're pressing all the buttons. You were saying. I've been going to elevators probably about 47 years of my life, okay? I have never accidentally, you actually, you might press the wrong floor every now and again, you know, I travel a lot. Sometimes I'm in hotels, different hotels, different nights. And sometimes I'm like, ah, I'm on the third floor. And actually the night before I was on the fourth floor. That seems legit. 
How often are you just pressing buttons like a crazy person, figuring out, pulling levers and pressing buttons? These people are all completely, it's not that they're bananas though, right? Like they're not bananas. They're doing exactly what they are supposed to be doing. And the, in some ways, the worst case, uh, the worst example of someone doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing is the pet conservative on The View. Of course, I'm talking to Alyssa Farah. They give her a cookie, they pat her on the head, they'll turn on her and destroy her. But listen to the way she frames the guy who pulled the fire alarm. It's not, nobody's alleging it. Nobody's, you know, something like a fire alarm. No, none of that is true. A man pulled the fire alarm. We have it on photo, photographic evidence of it. He admits it, but listen to how she frames it. Okay, so Democratic House member uh, allegedly pulled a fire alarm. Um, he claims that it was because he was trying to get to the House floor. I, it seemed, the video seems to say, or pictures suggest otherwise. I think it was because the CR came out and he wanted more time to read the bill. But rather, again, than Congress passing a bill that would allow for him to have more time to read it, he literally pulled the fire alarm. It'd be like if I was like, didn't like the next topic and I pulled the fire alarm and ran out. We just can't do well, that. What's, what's absolutely ridiculous, wait, wait, though, wait. is that there's MAGA Republicans that are somehow equating this guy doing this infantile stunt with January 6th. To my knowledge, nobody died because this guy pulled that stunt. And, and, to my and, and, knowledge, nobody was bleeding. Nobody was attacked because of this. You know, I'm really trying to reach my higher self these days. I'm a father now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to a deeper spiritual place. So I'm not going to talk about Anna Navarro today. Okay, I'm not going to do it. But Alyssa, you see what she did there? It's like everything at once. They, they intentionally, on one hand, she's saying allegedly it was done. And then she explains that he completely did it. The language, they use language in a weird way to keep everybody stupid. Stupid. But if you wonder... Uh, is this any different than, than they might treat someone else like, you know, they want Bowman to get off, right? Like, to, they want Bowman to not be charged, let's say, uh, without, you know, absolute evidence that he did something. That seems a little different than, say, the way the media might cover a certain orange person in the past. The idea that no person is above the law is a bedrock principle of American justice. No man is above the law, no matter what the crime. And I agree with you. No, no man is above the law. No person is above the law. No one is above the law. No one is above the law. No one's above the law. No one is above the law. No man is above the law. Nobody is above the law. No one is above the law. No man is above the law. He has to be held accountable. He's not above the law. No one's above the law. Either that nor any other title put you above the rule of law. Well, nobody's above the law, guys. They, I mean, they said it, so we're gonna have to take out Bowman. But I hate to tell you guys, don't hold your breath. Nothing is happening to Bowman. But now I wanna go full circle on today's show because I started with Tucker offering a sort of warning about what they are doing to Donald Trump and why that is dangerous. And once again, and, and I say this specifically to, to my audience who are more in the MAGA camp still these days, uh, I have no problem, and I think you should see that. I have no problem defending him when he is worth defending. Uh, but Tucker then, later in that very same episode, linked that to more broadly what is happening to the country right now, what's happening to many Western nations all over the place. We know all of the awful authoritarian moves that are happening up in Canada, but there is some seriously bad stuff happening here. Uh, I guess this you could call this a black pill. Here's a, here's a black pill from Tucker Carlson. So they've done everything they can by legal means, which are in fact extra legal means, if we're being totally honest, completely third world stuff, to take the opponent out of the race and they're still losing. So, I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen. This is not gonna be a race between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I would bet my beloved fishing camp in Maine that that is not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. 
So what will happen? Well, I don't know. One of like 400 distinct other possibilities? I mean, I just can't even, you know, pick one. By the way, if it's Gavin Newsom, we all should be very, very concerned. That guy's scary, and I mean it. I mean it, scary. Yeah, but that's a whole separate conversation. But the point is, this, is, this will be forced. These issues will be forced soon, like in a year. And the road from here to November of 2024 is going to be filled with developments nobody in this room could foresee. I can promise you that. So it's about to get very serious, uh, for sure. It's, you know, it's only leadership of the world at stake, which is also, by the way, we now know the most lucrative possible political franchise in human history. <laughs> so everything's at stake. What wouldn't they do? What haven't they done? What might they do next? Let your imagination run wild. So the question, the only one that you can answer is, how will you prepare yourself for that? So that's what we call the black pill, right? The black pill, of course, is that things are really out of control and they seemingly will get worse. The white pill is the last line that he said, what will, what will you do about it? And I actually believe that as crazy as it might get, right, whether, whether they push Biden over and then the day after he's you know, uh, sworn in once again, they somehow replace him with Gavin or whether they get Gavin in first or they do some trickery with Kamala or all the tricks they could do or whether they put, whether or not I think Trump is the best Republican to be president right now, whether they put, whether they allow Trump to run or whether they stole the election or what, all of those things, those are, that's a lot of stuff that is beyond your day-to-day -day life, right? You can care, you can fight, you can wake up, you can do all of the things that I always talk about on this show but you can take a little more power also within your personal life. And there's one thing you can do really more than anything else. And now dare I flash back to Dave Rubin in April of 2020 doing a video for PragerU entitled The Bravery Deficit. Because you do have some power, but you have to exercise it. Here's the good news. If you currently reside in the United States of America, you live in the freest country in the history of the world. Beyond some basic limitations, you can do whatever you want and, with hard work, become whatever it is you want to be. Pretty great, ain't it? So why the long face? Because you know that something is out of whack. You really don't feel free to say what you want, or share your true thoughts on Facebook, or even associate with those you'd like to. And why is that? I'll tell you why. Because there's a mass affliction spreading throughout the Western world. It's called the bravery deficit. People, good people like you, are afraid to say what they think. And there's little wonder. So what can you do? Believe it or not, the solution is not that hard. Step one, think for yourself. Step two, say it out loud. Don't take the path of least resistance. Be better than those who would silence you, deplatform you, and mob you. How? Just stop being afraid. Man, we got to get that guy on the show. Could someone reach out to him? I mean, talk about somebody making some sense over a serious, you know, course of time. It's all, it's all there. You guys get it, guys. Speak up, share videos, tell your friends what you think. Like, wake up more people. The thing might be nuts, and it might feel crazy, and sometimes it's exhausting to be in the fight all the time, but there are little things you can do in your life to make it better, and maybe if we do enough of that, as I always talk about, if we do enough of that at the ground level, Maybe the, the top layer actually could be repaired. But if you're just waiting for the savior, be it Donald Trump or anyone else, it probably ain't gonna happen. That is the truth. All right, 
Guys, my full episode with Patrick Bett, David, our first live in-person interview right here in the new home studio is up across platforms right now. Part one with Carl Benjamin, AKA Sargon of Akkad. Uh, it's up on Locals, the full thing. And part one, of course, is up on YouTube and Rumble. Uh, if you'd like to join us right now, we will extend the post-game show today for a few minutes because I uh, had to dip out yesterday. Uh, you can join us at rubenreport.locals.com and you can also help keep us independent. And I'll just keep telling you what I think. And sometimes people will be pissed at me for it. And some pe sometimes people will dig me for it. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, please do join us over there. Uh, we leave you. You think it's worrisome that B Joe Biden might be president again? We leave you with Kamala Harris. See ya. And so I think about... Because think about it. <laughs> and every day then think about this. And you know, when you think about it, just think about it. Just think about it. And think about it. Cause just think about it. Cause just think about it. Think about it. Think about that. I drink, I eat and drink no for breakfast. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.